This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. It is Super Bowl weekend. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is joining me on the phone for this edition of The Adam Ritz Show. Happy Super Sunday, Jay. Hey, thanks a lot, Adam, and you are correct. I am very excited. We have a super show lined up for you today. And as promised last weekend, we mentioned that uh, we'd do some research and have some tips for gambling and gambling awareness because with the big game and uh, uh, the men's basketball tournament right around the corner, this is the time of year where uh, gambling can become an addiction or the gambling addiction can get worse. So these are some some things to think about, Jay. I don't know what kind of gambler you are. How have you gambled in your life? Well, uh, my biggest gamble was getting into radio. Um, (laughs) And and you've lost. I lost uh, a considerable uh, amount of years is what I lost. Yes. Uh, But, uh, no, I will tell you, I do enjoy sports, gaming, gambling, but I'm ultra-realistic about it. And if I do wager on a game, I try to keep it five bucks to ten bucks, just because I I just you know my chances of losing are higher than I know, and I just don't enjoy losing a lot of money. Now, not everybody is geared that way, and we have to be careful because you can get an adrenaline spike from wagering on games, and that's where the problem gambling can kick in. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm about a five dollar you know, $10 a game type of guy. And that's not even a lot of games just here and there. I'll just, I'll just make a, a, a wager just to make things interesting. And sure. And you're right. I, the adrenaline, I mean, you can, when you win, it's the highs are high, the lows are low. I always feel just like a sucker when I make a bet and I lose, <laughs> I just feel like such a sucker. Like in the old cartoons, oh. when when the character would just sort of evolve or morph into an actual lollipop and it said sucker, uh, that's me when I lose. So I don't, I don't enjoy losing money. I, I mean, we all work very hard for our money and, and you gotta be careful when you put the money on the line. Um, and here's some tips. I, I think, uh, a lot of these apply to how, uh, I have gambled in my past. Um, if this isn't you, uh, you know, there are some, resources, some gambling addiction phone numbers we'll, we'll give you here near the end. Uh, especially for a family member, there's a lot of anonymous uh, confidential treatment involved. Um, but number one, if you choose to gamble, do so for fun. It's recreational. Yeah. And I think that's, Jay and I both do that. Uh, it, it does make the game somewhat a little more fun, especially if, uh, if your team is, if it's just a blowout, but you still have some sort of wager on the uh, the point spread, it's at least making the game more fun for you to watch. Uh, so just do so for fun. Don't do it for um, um, desperation to be able to pay your mortgage. If you think, okay, I can make this bet and make a quick two grand so I can pay my rent this month, that is not that's a red flag that is a red flag for sure so if you gamble you're saying that's a just, dangerous just do so uh, line for fun. of thought that is that is yeah. dangerous 
<laughs> yes, it is. Um, here's no, number two. Actually, is number one for me. And this one's kind of, I guess, obvious, and I, I think says a lot about me. But expect to lose. Sure. When you gamble, just expect to lose. I mean, when you put that chip on the table or put the dollar on the on the app, uh, it's gone. It's just you're a loser. Expect to lose, and then if you win, then that's just the cherry on top. That's gravy, as they say. So expect to lose. The odds are that you will lose. Uh, There's there's an old saying. uh, There's so many light bulbs in Las Vegas for a reason. That's right. You just paid for them all. You might as well enjoy them. If you were, if the odds were in your favor of winning, the strip in Las Vegas wouldn't be there. So they yeah. will win. That's why they exist. The gambling uh, entities are making money, and they are counting on the odds in their favor to get your money. So expect to lose. Number three, treat the money you lose as the cost of your entertainment. Sure. Which is a I do that. It's fan, it's a fantastic way to look. So a college basketball game, you've got one of those gambling apps. You throw five bucks on a game. That's the cost of inter- of the entertainment of being really into the game and hoping your team covers the point spread. It's the cost of the entertainment that you should expect to lose, and any winnings are just the bonus. You mean you shouldn't get all bent out of shape when that kid from Iowa throws it out of bounds? You, you and sh- you just said, son, you just cost me $5. You shouldn't get upset <laughs> when the announcer says these – fateful words he's never missed a field goal (laughs) and all you need is for him to hit the field goal for you to win the money that's all i need you know he's gonna miss it uh same thing with uh in college basketball i've always noticed this anytime there's an upset there's always some kid on the other team that has never played that has 28 points (laughs) yes so so if you're thinking, oh, if that kid that never played didn't have that 28-point game, I would have won money. So, uh, yeah, just treat the money you lose as the cost of your entertainment. Any winnings are a bonus. Uh, number four, set a dollar amount and stick to it. So with the big game uh, this weekend, uh, if you are going to jump on one of those apps or if you're actually in a sports book, have, have a dollar amount set. Don't just uh, – um, start betting, start gambling. All of a sudden, your money's gone, and you and you make another trip to the ATM to get more money. So just pick a number that you can afford to lose, stick to it, set that dollar limit, and uh, don't change your mind once your team starts losing or your bets start losing. Because I don't know, Jay, how uh, well informed you are with these gambling apps, but you can you can make bets in game. So if well, you know if it's halftime, yes. if you've lost all your your bets by halftime, you can you can jump on the app and start making more different bets in the second half and in real time. That's dangerous. So well, maybe and, hide your phone too. Once kickoff happens, hide your phone. Yeah, I have a colleague uh, who is from the United Kingdom, and United Kingdom had sports gambling kind of perfected in fact uh, probably at one point about a third of the premier league teams were sponsored by different betting entities and uh, he pointed out to me that the in-game bet in the united kingdom is so compelling that he said 
it's all the scenes you've seen from every movie. He goes, they either kick the goal or miss the goal. And he goes, he goes, you can see clearly in the pub, the four, you know, the, the 40 to 50 guys immediately in front of you, you can read it in their face that that was a big event, either plus or minus for their gambling. And he said that in-game gambling thing, he goes, that's the part you have to be very careful about. Very careful. And so maybe have an accountability partner, uh, a spouse, a friend, uh, somebody in the room that, that one, you know, warn them before the game. Hey, if you see me pressing a lot of buttons on my phone, take the phone away from me because I don't well, want to get in trouble. It, it's funny you said spouse because my spouse would crack me in the head if, if, she, if she even suspected, hey, honey, I just put $3,000 on this game. Ouch. Yeah, she thinks you're on Facebook, but you just lost the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, be careful with that. It, it's more along the lines of her just looking at me and going, did you lose again? <laughs> Number six, make it a personal rule not to gamble on credit. And that's the tough one with the uh, the, the apps on your phone. Yes. Because it's not cash. It's not You're not running to the ATM to get dollar bills to uh, gamble at the sports book. You're on your phone. It's all digital. It's all credit. <laughs> Be very careful. Uh, number seven, balance gambling with other activities. So this um, is more advice for just uh, your lifestyle. So don't just, uh, you know, during the game uh, or any game, college basketball, we're in college basketball season, the end of the NFL season today. Um, but if, you're gam- if you've got the app now and you're into it, uh, make sure you've got other activities you're balancing so that it's not just taking over your life. Uh, that's where people get in trouble and the gambling addiction really grows is when it's the only thing you're doing. So make sure uh, you're balancing the gambling with other activities, friends, family, work, enjoyable activities, other things. Avoid chasing lost money. This is a, this is a, this has happened to me. Uh, it's number eight on the list. Avoid chasing lost money. You make a quick little bet, you lose it. So you think, oh, I got to make another bet so I can make that money back. Um, you got to be careful. Chances are the more you try to win your losses back, uh, the larger your losses will be because, as we've already stated, you, the odds are not in your favor of winning bets. The odds are with the house always. So when you chase lost money, chances are you're going to lose more money. Has that happened to you? It hasn't, but I have heard the famous story of guys that really love to sports bet and let's say they'll lose three, four, or five games that they're kind of watching in the early part of the evening, they'll actually bet the so-called West Coast games that start much later in the evening Mm -hmm. because they want to offset the losses that they might have done during the 7 and 8 o'clock games. And that is, as I've always heard, very risky behavior, not the least of which you're sitting up at 2 in the morning watching Oregon State try to beat some team in Seattle. It's like, don't stay up and do that. You're losing sleep and you're losing money. That's the double loser right there, losing sleep and losing money when you bet on those West Coast games. Oh, that's good. Uh, You know, and I always think of, uh, with this number eight tip, avoid chasing lost money. Uh, I've I've witnessed this. I I don't, I, I won't play, I won't chase the red or black marble on roulette ever. 
because I've seen so many people. Uh, and I don't spend a ton of time in casinos, but as you know me, Jay, I do like to cruise. I like a cruise ship. And most cruise ships, if not all, have a casino. And when you're walking around at night and everybody's huddled around the roulette table, you'll see that the marble has hit black 13 times in a row. So the novice gambler is like, well, it's got to be red. The next roll has to be red. It's a 50-50 chance. No way you would bet that it would have been black 13 times in a row. So I'm going to put a couple hundred dollars on red. Well, lo and behold, the next marble hits a black number and they lose. So the whole table goes nuts. People run to the the bank machine. They get more cash. They put more money on red. The next number is black again. People chase that and they just keep losing. And as soon as, you know, it's just karma. And uh, Murphy's Law, as soon as they are out of money and walk away, that's when it hits red the next time. So Well, and think what you're telling me is you're actually betting money. And that's fine. It's entertainment value if you don't have a gambling problem. But you're on a, a platform that's moving through the water, therefore being acted upon by waves moving up and down and the roulette wheel is moving and you're throwing a marble into it and what (laughs) but yet you expect something out of all that what i expect is total randomness is what i expect (laughs) yeah well that's what they say you know with with roulette it's it is not a 50 50 chance because of the green numbers and i won't bore everybody with with how this works but uh just suffice it to say that is your 50 50 bet is always in favor of the house uh so in fact it's not 50 50 you have more of a 50 percent chance of losing the bet and, uh, you know, with roulette, it's just uh, it's insane the way these numbers have uh, a tendency to not have anything to do with the previous 20 rolls. Because when right. you flip a coin, that coin has a 50% chance of landing on heads or tails. It has nothing to do with the previous 20 flips. So if you think, oh, it's been we flipped this coin, it's been heads 20 times in a row, I'm going to bet my life saving that it's going to be tails next. That chance of it being tails is still only fifty percent. So yeah, you know, interesting. It's just, it's just, uh, it's it's some gambling math that is that is hardly ever in your favor. Uh, number nine on the list. We're almost done. Thank you for your patience. Avoid gambling when you are depressed, upset, or in pain. It's hard to make good decisions about gambling when you're feeling stressed or down. That's an interesting. See. I get stressed when that kid from Iowa throws it out of bounds. So you know that is very upsetting and causes <laughs> a lot of stress. When all he had to do was make a free throw and they get into the Final Four and he missed it, that is stressful. They gave that, they gave that kid a scholarship to throw that ball inbounds and uh, he messed it up. <laughs> okay, and finally, uh, number ten on this list: educate yourself about the problem of gambling. Uh, the more you know, the better choices you can make. So, if you're new to gambling, which I feel like a lot of people are, thanks to the smartphone and the digital gambling apps, because you know before it was quite a commitment. If you wanted to gamble on on the Super Bowl, you had to you had to get on an airplane and go to a city like Las Vegas to a sports book. And it was a commitment. So you're already, yes. you know, you're taking time off work. You're spending money on airline tickets and the, the hotel, and you're making a weekend of it. So you, you're several thousand dollars in the hole before you even place your first bet. Those kind of people usually know what they're doing. 
So now you've got a whole new group of people that uh, the only uh, criteria for gambling at this sports book is you need a smartphone. That's hundreds of millions of more people that are gambling now that don't know how much of a problem or an addiction that it it can become. So if if you or a loved one, if you if you know someone in your family that has just downloaded one of these apps and they're getting into it, just maybe it's worth a conversation to be aware of what could be looming downriver with a gambling addiction. Uh, now, Jay, here's a a, a phone number uh, for problem gamblers: one eight seven seven my limit eight seven seven my limit my limit. Easy to remember. Dial that on your phone for more information. 877-MY-LIMIT. Thanks for giving me that number, Adam. And I was just asking for a friend uh, <laughs> for that number. Okay. Certainly not <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. No. Not Everything's your fine here. I'm anxious and upset. Uh, but I'm going to gamble a little later on and feel better. Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to do any of that. No, no, no. Just expect no, to no, lose. No. That's no. kind of number two on the list. Expect to lose. That's just how I expect approach my everyday. Lose. That's how I approach my everyday life, and, and not just gambling. Just I expect to lose no matter where I go. No, I'm with you all the way. <laughs> Everything from finding a parking spot to hitting the sports app. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, you know, this Super Sunday is kind of interesting. Uh, I want to thank uh, For- Forbes magazine. They compiled an amazing list of statistics about uh, tonight's game. And I think uh, these are the kinds of things when you show up at your super party, people are going to say, hey, this is a person that's in the know. So if you want to hear, I think, some super facts that will blow your mind, we've got them right here. Blow me away. Well, here's what's interesting. This is even though Las Vegas, kind of the entertainment capital of the world, because of the way they select sites for Super Bowls, they used to select them based on market sizes and weather and things of that nature. Those all make sense. Now they tend to give them the Super Bowl uh, venues are given away to teams in those venues, oftentimes as sort of a favor-based system based on uh, how well that team cooperates with the NFL, and that makes sense. This is the very first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, talk about uh, the gambling awareness. I mean, uh, that could be the worst place ever for <laughs> a Super Bowl with all the gambling going around. Yeah, but you would think with the entertainment and the climate and everything that this would have been a shoe in. Well, uh, yeah, I, I wonder. You know, it, under the under the old system, this would have been a shoe in. But yeah. under the new system, uh, they didn't get their Super Bowl obviously until an NFL team moved to that market. Well, and the, yeah, they needed the stadium. I don't know if uh, if the college stadium at the uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, would have uh, would have handled this. But uh, yeah, with that, I think is it Allegiant Stadium. Boy, that sucker! It looks, is. It's like a that was good. You you knew that it is uh, space aged. I mean, it looks like a like the mothership from uh, some science fiction movie. Well, all these new stadiums, as you know, uh, they all try to top each other, as you might imagine. Allegiant Stadium, it is. It's in Paradise, Nevada. I never stopped to think about that, but that's one of the uh, suburbs of Las Vegas. Uh, The stadium opened at the cost of $1.9 billion with a B. That is is 
unbelievable. I, I mean, it's I, amazing. I, I still, I, I feel like a seven hundred million dollar stadium is like huge and state of the art. But now we're, we're now we're talking two billion dollar stadiums from this point forward. Uh, whoever's going to do it next is going to have to compete, and it'll be a two billion dollar stadium. Absolutely, and we've always talked about you know uh, stadiums for certain collegiate programs, whether you're Michigan or whether you're Georgia or you're Alabama. The stadiums are. In just gigantic in size, but Allegiant Stadium has a seating capacity of 65,000, and that ranks 27th among 30 NFL stadiums. Wow. So 65,000 is not a lot in the NFL. That is a, that is an amazing trend. I mean, just simple uh, economics w- would make you think they'd want more seats in the stadium to make more money with ticket sales. But, uh, you know, you and I were talking on a previous show about how the average cost for a family of four to attend an NFL game is like $800. Right. So I guess it makes sense to have less seats because the franchise and the league is going to make their money on advertising and broadcast rights and uh, suite, you know, the cost of a suite. I think a suite is about $150,000 a year to uh, be able to lease a suite at an NFL stadium. You've got concessions. I think, uh, you know, a tenderloin sandwich is about $150,000. Uh, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, per crumb that works out to 5000 bucks per crumb. Uh, there are 128 executive suites in Allegiant Stadium, and I know you're on the waiting list yeah, uh, for one of those. You know, it's reserved for VIPs and, uh, and radio stars, and I am not <laughs> either one of those things. So uh, I, I like the way you said radio star. It just <laughs> rolled right off your tongue there. <laughs> now, you'll love this. The Allegiant company had to pay between $20 million and $25 million a year for the naming rights. The reason for the estimate is they did not reveal the actual amount, but they have it pegged between 20 and $25 million. And it, at the time, was the costliest naming rights for any stadium in the NFL. That is unbelievable, especially when you consider that Allegiant is what they call an econo airline. Yes. Uh, I wonder if you, when you buy your seat to a Raiders game at Allegiant Stadium, if you have to pay an extra $30 if you want to bring a purse. <laughs> There's a baggage fee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, you can print out your own ticket at home, but if you want to pick up your ticket, there's another $10 you have to pay. Now, you and I always think of marketing, but shouldn't there be a section in Allegiant Stadium that's airline seating? Oh, for sure. Yeah, with just a, you know a section with about sixty seats, uh, put in airline rows of three and 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 six, you know, and go from there. With a flight attendant who's going right down the middle aisle with a cart of peanuts and very tiny sodas, for sure. Oh, I they, they got to do it if they haven't already. How did they not think of that? They should have thought about that. Now CBS says that a thirty-second ad in Super, the current Super Bowl, is going to cost seven million dollars. Man, that is unbelievable. They announced in November that uh, the Super Bowl had virtually sold out. There's usually no problem getting uh, enough people to pony up for the ads. Seven million. That is, the, uh, oh, and you think about the uh, the companies that have. 
bought more than one. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, and how about this one? This is uh, about double the cost from 12 years ago. So it's uh, one of those things where it just keeps going up, up, up. And they're going to have more eyes on the game because of Miss Swift. Uh, she has brought more yes. fans to the uh, television uh, ratings. So uh, I wonder if that $7 million per 30 seconds was adjusted after they learned the Chiefs won the AFC championship and were going to the Super Bowl. Because the, higher, well, the more eyeballs, the more advertising cost. The, if the Chiefs didn't win that game and it was a different team, if uh, the Ravens, you know, Taylor Swift isn't going to go watch the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So all her fans were, wouldn't watch the Super Bowl. I wonder if that no. price has been adjusted. Well, here's the big thing. The, the conjecture is, unless you've heard something solid, is that they're not certain that she'll even be able to attend the Super Bowl, despite the fact her boyfriend is playing for the Chiefs because she's technically on tour in Japan. You just ruined my day. Are you telling me I'm not going to be able to see Taylor Swift during the game when ta- when I, Kelsey when when Mr. Swift, uh, Mr. Travis Swift. Kelsey scores a touchdown <laughs> and does the heart sign? I they're not going to they're not going to pan to her. I don't even think I'm going to watch the game now. No, I've ruined it for everyone, including you. And uh, I you know I just think it is just so amazing how, like you said, the eyeballs and if she does somehow figure out a way to attend the game, you know. That, that there'll be pandemonium, both pleasant and unpleasant, as you know, because the real hardcore sports fan does not really enjoy the Swifty experience. I bet she had an, uh, an opportunity uh, a, a month ago to reschedule that concert, but uh, told Travis, there's no way you're going to the Super Bowl. Your team's just not that good. And so she didn't postpone it or reschedule it. And here they win and they, the AFC championship game, they're going to the Super Bowl, and she is stuck in Japan having to do this concert that she should have canceled a month ago. She should have. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, there is a company that reports on said what facts I'm about to share with you called iSpot that reported that 72% of Super Bowl ads last year were categorized as funny and safe as you know if you're going to spend seven million dollars you don't want your message to fall flat adam and we also live in a i don't know highly judgmental environment is that safe to say judgment yeah there's a there's some undue triggering that happens so you don't want to yes. put an ad on that uh, that could trigger part of the audience and have a a negative taste in their mouth about your product so you're better off just being funny and having some fun rather than trying to you know make some statement that could trigger somebody yeah here's the sort of early interest in ads there is a report that the Clydesdale horses and the Clydesdale dog are going to be in a commercial or two. And so people are pretty excited about that. Even the little Clydesdale dog. People love that dog. They love that little <laughs> the, dog. The Dalmatian. Yeah, people love that dog. Yeah, I think it's a the Dalmatian puppy, I think, is technically the dog that they feature. Yeah, he communicates through the silence of animal speak to the horses, and they're all friends. It's fun to watch. 
he's all cute and stuff. Also, the teaser ad with Chris Jenner appearing uh, in an Oreo ad is Spark Strong Online Interest. So we may see Chris Jenner and Oreos co-mingled. Uh, the first I've heard of it, and wouldn't have guessed in a million years that Chris Jenner and Oreos would go together to spend $7 million to advertise that cookie. That's right. Now, they expect that about 200 million people will watch this year's big game. I'll be one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's a it's a tradition, and I know a lot of people have lobbied uh, to have the Monday after uh, be a national holiday so that you can get off work. We talked about this last week. How many people are going to call in sick after the Super Bowl? I've, <laughs> I'm feeling a cough got come on cough. myself. <laughs> got that cough coming on. I, I'm not sure I'll be able to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> And about 112 million people will either host or attend a Super Bowl party, which is kind of cool. I'm going to host my own party. Uh, two people, myself, Melissa. There you go. And a, a, a living room full of food and the flat panel TV. It's going to be glorious. Well, every time Ta- Taylor comes on, you know, you got to just, uh, you know, do the Swifty dance Maybe and all that good kind of stuff. They could show her via satellite from Japan. I'm hoping they at least do that. All right, Jay, thank you so much. Uh, happy uh, su- Super Sunday to everyone. Hope your team uh, does what you want it to do tonight. And uh, if you want to hear this uh, show again and listen to the gambling awareness tips that we covered earlier, you can do so. It's in podcast form on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.